This is Hello Boss Girl with Carrie Ramsey on 91X. Each week, explore big ideas from Boss Girl startups in the Quinty region through conversations with female founders. Hi, I'm Carrie Ramsey, and on today's episode, we're talking about roots and vines. My guest in the studio is Caroline Granger, co-owner of the Grange of Prince Edward Vineyards and Estate Winery. Caroline runs the award-winning winery along with her daughter Maggie, and together the pair has built a business that is both rooted in family history and facing future forward. Situated on family farmland, Caroline has built the winery from the ground up. Today she and Maggie produce estate wines that reflect the unique and distinctive qualities of Prince Edward County. Welcome to the show, Caroline. Thank you so much for having me. I know family has always been at the foundation of the Grange. So tell us a little bit more about that history. Well, it all started uh, when my mom and dad uh, wanted their children to learn the value of a farm and the importance of land. And so I've known the farm that we're on since I was a little girl. And like lots of kids who grew up on a farm, I got as far away from it as I could for a while. But uh, when my children were small, I was drawn back. And so the Grange, in its new iteration as vineyards and a winery, was born uh, in the late 90s with a little business plan for about 10 acres. And I started the project with my father. So you're looking at about 20 years, 99 to 19. And over that time, the first decade was really my father and I, we were learning how grapes grew. We were basically forging an industry at that time, because when I started, there wasn't much in the ground and there wasn't very much infrastructure. So I know that the soil in Prince Edward County is really unique and we all know that this is an incredible region for wine growing. So what is it that makes it so special? Well it's that hillier clay gravel isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) The, the, The soil that forever has you know had its first and best crop be rocks every year and is is very challenging for a lot of the typical Ontario um, field crops, is actually a wonderful place for grapevines to grow. And what Maggie and I are looking for, what we're discovering now that we're, you know, really dealing with vines that are older, and, and so the fruit is actually more interesting and more mature, is the unique minerality of Prince Edward County really does shine through on the wines. And so for those who aren't familiar with the wines from the Grange, tell us a little bit about the varieties that you grow. So first and foremost, I grow Pinot Noir, uh, but I also grow Chardonnay, uh, Pinot Gris, and Riesling. I grow Gamay and Cab Franc, and a little bit of uh, Sauvignon Blanc, which was an experiment I have a couple of acres in. Every few years, it gives us an amazing crop, but the other six varietals are really core for us. When I started planting, um, Pinot Noir was the grapevine that was, you know, the future as far as I was concerned. 
And what is it like working with your daughter? Because you have a partnership now that began a few years ago. Um, You know, I have a 17-year-old daughter as well, and that's great. We have a great relationship, but still, I'm sure there's highs and lows to that experience. So how does that partnership work? Do you both take on different aspects of the business? We naturally take on different aspects of the business, but because it's a farm and farms need succession, um, I think over the years, uh, we sort of challenge each other, and particularly I probably challenge Maggie to move into areas where she may not naturally go. Uh, Sometimes uh, we surprise both ourselves with... Um, new insights as we move into areas that we we wouldn't naturally gravitate toward. But it is a true partnership. We tend to discuss everything. Um, That's the mother-daughter thing, right? And I've thought a lot about this because it's super important to me and because Everything matters on the farm, and when you do it with family, it matters that much more. You're doing it for the future and for bigger reasons. Um, The hardest thing for me, and Maggie would have to speak for herself, was that transition um, from a mother-daughter relationship to a partnership relationship, like the umbilical cord is doesn't just disappear when you cut it, right? And and there are very, very complicated things, I think, that mothers carry in themselves that drive um, how we interact with our daughters, particularly. What I've learned is, as we move into the partnership, there is no one who will be more frank and honest with me The great thing is that we have a love of the land and a love of each other, and even the most difficult conversations are based in that. And while we may not enjoy them, the end result is always good. And I imagine that communication is at the core of that. As you're mentioning, you have to have difficult conversations. If you can keep communication open, I imagine that just paves the way for the future. Communication is everything. Mm. And this is an organization that is primarily women. Right. Certainly (laughs) all the senior management is women. We do have um, um, men who work on the farm as well, but it is is the reverse of the norm. It is very heavily female and lots of women in non-traditional roles. Communication is still something that we work on all the time and we work on getting better at it and and really becoming quite uh, authentic in our conversations. And I'm sure that is true of any business, whether you're working with a family member, probably more so in that case, but any business, that's that makes a lot of sense. So let me switch gears and ask you a bit of a fun question right now. If you were to describe yourself as a wine, how would you do that? Myself as a wine... And interestingly, now I have a whole lot of thoughts in my head. I'm going to say I'm the Pinot Gris. And uh, I'll tell you why I'm, I'm tying myself to our wines. 
I think of myself as a little bit um, of a of a person who doesn't necessarily want to follow the beaten track. And so back in the beginning, I think it was 05 or 06, long before we were talking about orange wines, I started making my Pinot Gris with skin contact. And so it's a white wine that's very complex. It's beautiful to look at. And I'm such a girl, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, shouldn't say that. Except that we all are beautiful. Mm. And, and the more we talk about that, the the better the conversation gets. This is a wine that's very expressive, that expresses the land, that really expresses the vintage. And um, so I'm very proud of it. And I would pick that wine. And what about your daughter? When you talk about, you know, how she approaches things or just even her essence, how would you describe her as a wine? Maggie is definitely sparkling wine. Uh, (laughs) The beautiful, complex, it takes me forever. Note, (laughs) it takes me forever to make our traditional method wines. And, And we have three of them right now that we call... County Cremance, mm. and uh, they're, they're, um, we named them for precious stones because the colors are on such a, um, a variant, right? So there's quartz, citrine, and amber right now. Beautiful. But given that any, any year might produce a different color, we have flexibility. What is consistent about the sparkling wines is they are uh, intense and they're bright, and years and years after they were first bottled, they're incredibly fresh, and they are um, probably our truest uh, sort of first vision of the farm. So I think you're getting an idea of how yeah, I think about my that's daughter. That's a wonderful, wonderful vision, uh, for sure. You'll note that I picked <laughs> white wines for yes. Maggie and I, mm. not because we don't love reds, but because of this little quirk in how we think about the vineyards and the grapevines on the farm. We tend to, uh, just between ourselves, talk about the reds as the boys, the brothers, mm. and the whites as the girls or the sisters. <laughs> I'm Making sh- it very hard for me to choose one of the reds for Maggie or I. You'll notice I didn't ask you to choose your favorite wine because I knew that would probably be impossible. But thank you for sharing with us. That was very beautiful for sure. Well, it's no secret that wine and music are a perfect pairing. So we've selected a little tune to share with Caroline and all you listeners today. Recorded in 2008 by Leanne Rimes, this is Good Friends and a Glass of Wine on 91X.
That was Leanne Rhymes with Good Friends and a Glass of Wine on 91X. I'm Carrie Ramsey, and my guest in the Hello Boss Girl studio today is Caroline Granger, co-owner of the Grange of Prince Edward Vineyards and Estate Winery. So, Carolyn, with its highs and lows, running a vineyard can be a huge challenge. What type of a person does it take to make it in this business? First and foremost, running a vineyard, running a winery is running a farm. Mm. And I believe to be a good farmer, you need to be disciplined and organized. You need to be respectful of nature. But you also need to own a really, really, really good pair of rose-colored glasses. (laughs) For sure. Um, The ability to stay optimistic, I think, uh, actually is something that women do quite well. After all, we have children and we go on to have more children. despite the difficulty of labor. And farming is a little bit like that. There are vintages where you feel like you work. And in the end, nature is snatching all of that effort away from you. There are other years where it feels like you hardly work. Mm -hmm. And the bounty comes out of the fields in one-ton bins, and you feel blessed. Mm -hmm. So... I think that ability to hang on to your optimism, to continue to believe in the future is critical to the job that I do. That makes a lot of sense. And we talk a lot about collaboration on this show. We're, we're very big on collaboration. So I was wondering if you could tell us perhaps about some of the collaborations that you do with local businesses, maybe suppliers from Prince Edward County. Are there any that you would like to highlight at all? Oh, my goodness. So many. Um, Cressy Mustard makes mustard with our gamay. <laughs> and I have known Sarah for a very long time, and, and we love her mustard, and we love uh, Sarah. We have, um, of course, hot sauce, mm-hmm. and Christina and her hot sauce. Um, we have, um, oh my goodness, uh, we have Zenbi Honey. Uh, We use local caterers for all our events. We've used um, a number of them. We enjoy those collaborations. We collaborate with local farms um, and local businesses, including uh, La Cultura and and, um, Fifth Town Cheese, Mm -hmm. to do our picnics. There are also the lovely maple key tart, butter tart, women huge fans I I we're very blessed we Mm -hmm. live in a community that has a collaborative spirit I'm hopeful that as we carry on and and grow there will be more and more collaborations we're always looking uh, for people we can share our journey with and I think that there is so much success out there that to share that journey like you're saying it's that is the spirit of that area for sure in this whole area that we can all be better when we work together so not everyone's good at everything so it's so exciting to see those types of collaborations happening so I know that the Grange is a fabulous place to visit I've been there myself but for those who haven't visited before could you tell us a little bit about the on site events and even experiences that they would have when they come to your winery? What could you do at the Grange? Uh, the, the, the big um, sort of draw, uh, of course, is tasting wine. 
But I always try to encourage people to find the time to take a tour. Um, the tours that that we offer on the farm are very in-depth and really help to connect you with the end product. And I, I believe because I'm a farmer, and I'm sure it's true, <laughs> that when people understand how their food is grown and what goes into making their food, it not only tastes better, but feels better for them. So we try to be an incredibly um, open and authentic producer of a small amount of very beautiful local product. We have open houses, we have events, Maggie does special events every couple of months, so there's always fun little parties. I imagine this this June we're going to be having a fairly big open house for our 15th anniversary wow, open so to exciting. the public. We'll definitely put a link up so that people can check out the exact dates of that. I think we have to work out the details, but yeah. it's coming. <laughs> we will preempt it at this point. So exciting. Well, a lot of celebration coming up. Are, is there any song that you'd like us to play just to, you know, perhaps take part in that celebration, something that maybe gets you going and inspires you? Uh, I love any Lennox. How about Sing? All right, let's listen to it now with Sing. This is Annie Lennox on 91X.
That was Annie Lennox with Sing on 91X. And joining me in this studio is Caroline Granger, co-owner of the Grange of Prince Edward Vineyards and Estate Winery. So Caroline, you've been in business for many years now. What's the one word of advice you'd offer to someone who's just starting to chase their dream of self-employment? That's a big question. It is. Isn't it? Uh, One piece of advice I would have to say happiness is the journey, not the destination, right? I think we get so wound up, and I'd say myself included, in where we're going to go and how great it's going to be when we get there. When you are starting to build something, that's when you should really be in the moment in yourself and enjoy the wonderful adventure that you're creating. And that's a beautiful way to think of it. It is an adventure. <laughs> there are things to see along the way, but you're right. We keep our heads down sometimes. And, and if we're not at the end, we think, okay, this isn't it. But no, we need to look up and be in that moment. Yep. Because it flies by. It really does. <laughs> As you mentioned, really I'm does. old and it does fly Your by. vintage. It's a great vintage. So when you first started out, was there anyone who offered you any words of advice? Because you're really quite a trailblazer. At the time, there weren't a lot of women in the business necessarily. It was pretty male-dominated industry. So did anybody offer you any advice back 15 years ago? Oh, a couple of pieces that I maybe couldn't repeat on the show. Uh, some very pithy advice from some of my male counterparts. Um, there were two women sort of not related to my field who I I met early on as I was settling back into the county and trying to find my, my um, feet and put down some roots, both figuratively and literally. And um, one of the women said to me, um, you know, you can just never give up. It was as I started farming, and she was a farmer, and I think she was worried I maybe didn't understand how hard the farming would be. And she said, never give up, Mm. never give in. And... That, that resonated just with my nature anyway. But the other woman who, who was a friend in a completely different sort of area of my life um, reminded me that anything that makes you faster, fitter, or stronger is good. Hmm. Do it. Interesting. I like that one too. Yeah. Yeah. Two great pieces of advice. So it's a bit of a mantra, right? Right. When you're sitting there and you're thinking, oh, should I do this? It's a little check-in. Will I be faster, fitter, or stronger? So sometimes you do things that you're not sure of, uh, that are out of your comfort zone, because it fits that mantra. Right. And if you want to be constantly moving ahead... Yeah, that's really important. Even in a field so traditional as wine growing, I would think, right? Because everyone thinks, okay, it must be the same way it's always been. And I'm sure it is not. Because technology is always changing. And the market is always changing. Even the seasons are always changing. Well, that's Um, very true. And certainly this century, I I think um, we all worry about climate change mm -hmm. and the impact it's 
going to have going forward. Um, but winemaking is interesting because every winemaker, just like every sort of vineyard manager, will tell you that singularly they know the best possible way to do what they do. I've never thought I do. I've also I'm still looking for the best way to do what we do. And you know what? I think that is such a healthy way to look at it because you'll keep growing and keep going. And learning. And learning. And we all are. And I cannot believe that we're already out of time. Wow. That was a quick conversation. But we do want to thank you so much for joining us today, Caroline. It's always refreshing from here to hear from women who are making such a big impact in what traditionally have been male-dominated industries. So thank you so much. Absolutely my <laughs> pleasure. Thank you for having me. To show our appreciation, we have a gift bag courtesy of Bay of Quinty Regional Marketing Board and the Small Business Center at Loyalist. I'd also like to thank our producer, Kathleen Rankin, for pouring herself into this radio show every week. So cheers to her. And thank you to everyone who has tuned in to listen today. We hope you'll join us next time for Hello Boss Girl on 91X. For more big ideas from Boss Girl startups, follow Hello Boss Girl on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And hear more conversations with female founders and boss girls from the Quinty region each week at this time on Alternative Radio 91X.